folks. Welcome to Soul Talk. Um, I'm so excited to have um, in the house today, internationally known, Miss Jojo Diggs in the house. She's from Virginia, but she is repping Culture Shock and the Whackers and Legendary Mop Top Crew. So she is the business. Yeah. So welcome, Jojo. I'm so excited to have you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for <laughs> setting this up and doing everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for doing what you're doing, which we'll get to in a second, right? So let's just jump right into it and okay. um, tell everybody when and how did you start dancing? All right. Well, um, like you said, I grew up in Virginia and my brother, who's about three and a half years older than me, uh, he and I used to watch House Party. So this is back when I was in like yeah. seventh grade. <laughs> and uh so I think he and I, like, he messed around and taught me the kid and play. Mm -hmm. And um, we were, like, actually setting it up to do it at a house party. Um, so that was, like, my very first exposure. And then I learned the Roger Rabbit and the Running Man. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And But I was growing up in a really white, like, like very conservative environment and nobody around me was like getting down at all and <laughs> I felt like it was very like uncool because it was like not an environment to do it in right right so I was basically like I didn't even know I was doing it until I got older but I was like hiding the fact that I was dancing like I would go up in my room and like get down <laughs> and then when I would go out and like dance and party and stuff that was like the first thing I did. Like I would bolt to the dance floor. Nice. So in that way, I was like, it was seventh grade. But officially, when I accepted my fate as a dancer, I was twenty-two. Nice. And um, I was uh, I was out. And long story short of it is that a girl was like, "Hey, you should try ballroom dancing. We need people. We need instructors. We teach you for free." uh and so you take you know you get free construction and then you teach so i tried it and i like literally the first night i just was like oh my gosh this is what i've been waiting for my whole life mm -hmm. up until that point i had like a nine to five computer job and i was like oh yeah so yeah <laughs> and I, just, I loved it I, I really gravitated towards dance and um um, in some way, both of my parents were teachers, so this was also like an avenue for a lot of teaching. And uh, so I just fell in love with that. But then there was like this moment when I was, uh, when we like had a special guest instructor come in. Mm -hmm. and I had like started to find my voice, right? And I, I think they were training us in the cha-cha and I was like, can I do this with my leg? And you can't see it, obviously. We was, like, <laughs> and they were like, no, you can't. Um, and then like the, then that's like when I was like, and this is not the one for me. And I knew that that was not the dance I was going to marry. Um, yeah. And then I just started like going out to clubs and bars and found like, I had no idea that there was like a dance community, none. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, basically walked up to this guy who later became my entire advocate for like all of freestyle dance. His name is Asiatic. Uh -huh. and he's up in the bay and so he introduced me to essentially everything and he was the person who introduced me to house and that's the one I like immediately knew like this is the dance I'm gonna marry and um so 
Um, that was around 23, 24. So I met the love of my life <laughs> around, uh, around 23. Yeah. So I think it's great. A couple of things that I love about what you said. Um, first, I can absolutely see how coming from ballroom dancing that she would be so phenomenal in house. It's just like a seamless transition. I feel like the footwork perfect match, right? So if you were good in ballroom, I could absolutely see how you're an amazing house dancer, which she is, y'all. Um, but also, what I wanted to really tap into is the fact that you were like 22, 23, right? 24. Yeah, even. Yeah. And people, um, I've heard a lot recently, you know, am I too old to dance? Or, you know, yeah. I didn't start dancing when I was a kid. And so is it too late for me? And so I really just, um, there is something I, I, I kind of watch Super Soul Sunday sometimes, actually a yeah. lot of times. And there was a guest um, who was talking about ageless living and how, you know, it um, age is kind of something, a, a societal construct, right? So we yeah. put our limits on ourselves about what we should be doing at what age. And I just think it's great that you actually found it and fell in love with it in your 20s when most people are like, I already have chosen a career and have, you know, going to college doing something they probably don't love. And you were just discovering yourself. And I think that's, that's amazing. I love that. Thank you. And, and I just want to just talk about that because when I, so one of the best things that my, my boyfriend has said is like, like, and I was like asking about the sermon and I said, well, how do you know if it's God? Mm -hmm. and, and Jade said, it's God if there's like no doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was. Like when I found dance at 22, I, that was like one of my, cause at the time I was not a very connected person. And, but that was like one of the first spiritual experiences where I was like, I knew like there was no stopping me. And I just want to, I'm presencing this because everyone around me was like, what are you doing? This is a really dumb decision. You have this skill in computer jobs. You can make a very solid income. All of that's reliable. What are you doing? You're 22 years old. This is a very, I mean, think about it. If your friend at 22 was like, I'm going to throw away everything I have lined up to go maybe be good at dance. <laughs> this is a very risky decision. So I just want to say that because there was like no, there was no stopping me. And I didn't know how to not do this. Mm. And I just had something really inside of me that I, it was, it was a force bigger, honestly, bigger than myself. And, uh, for a while I was like, Oh man, I wish I would have started younger and where would I be now? And yada, yada. But now I like, at some point I like talk to God about it. And yeah, like I am one of the messengers for people like they're like, God has a timing. And even if you don't believe in God, fine. Universe has a timing, but we all work together in perfect timing. And yours might not make sense to you, but it does make sense to the whole. And I do believe that one of, one of the reasons that I got started later was um, so one, I could have my experiences that I needed earlier, but two, so that I could be a reminder for people like there is no age limit to when you can start and still have your dreams. And now I don't work a day in my life. I haven't worked a day. I haven't worked a day for about eight years now. You know? I love that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And so I just wanted to share that to whoever's watching that might yeah, be like, 
exactly what people need to hear. And speaking of never working a day in your life, (laughs) I want you to clarify, because some people are probably confused by that statement, but I know exactly what you mean. What I'm referencing, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So um, you started dancing, 23, 24, you found house, fell in love. And then was it like, okay, so now I'm going to be a professional house dancer, a professional dancer, or how did, (laughs) what happened next? How did you fall into or not fall into how did you come to be you know sort of where you are now um you know obviously a long process uh so growing up in virginia started at 22 left for phoenix around 27 didn't like that decided to go to la let me tell you never in my wildest dreams that i think i was going to make it as a dancer it just like wasn't what at all i I was not doing it Uh and i (laughs) In third grade, I took like a career test and it said I was going to be an actress or entertainer. And I was like, this will never happen to me because I'm not that interesting or lucky. So like, <laughs> I never had it that I was like going to be able to make it. So none of me going to LA was to make it. It was just because I wanted to dance. And then sort of, you know, as the universe would have it, like immediately when I got there, I got lined up with this workshop, that workshop, um, she was like, you're amazing. We want to take you to, we want to bring you to Spain for two months. And I was like, yeah, right. Sure enough, I got this email um, in January to go to Spain for two months. And I was like, holy shit. And it was like, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Holy fine, fine. No. And, uh, but it was like a steady, first of all, it was a steady income, which who knows, like dancers don't know that. Yeah. And um and then when I was over in Europe, I literally, I hustled, man, you want to use the word hustle? I hustled. Like I contacted every single person I knew that might know someone in Europe. And I flew myself out to all these places in Europe. Cause so I was teaching Monday through Thursday and half a day on Friday. So I would fly out on Friday evening. I would teach on Saturday. I would fly home Sunday. And I mean, I was like literally like dizzy, And I I mean, I was exhausted for those months, but every time I went to go teach, I would make sure I filmed the class and I would post up on my video, YouTube, London, Spain, Madrid, Barcelona, and like, and made it, and and I really showed off that I was teaching around the country, I mean, around the world, because I thought if I make it look like I'm teaching, which I was, but I was just buying my own flights. There was one workshop I profited off of, but the rest of them I either broke even or lost money. But anyway, I was so excited about that. <laughs> but yeah, sure enough, like I made it really like focused that I was um, teaching around the world. And so I was like, I think if I do it like this, and people will think, wow, she's she's teaching around the world. <gasps> we want her too. Yeah. And I made myself look like a hot commodity. And there was no lying, like I was not lying about anything. Yeah, I just was investing in myself. Once, once I got an inkling that I could do it, I just I went full force. And then I came home, back to LA, not home, LA. And um, I wanted a class at Debbie Reynolds. So the lady that runs that, her name was Roberta. And I remember she, Roberta. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Roberta, can I have a class? And she was like, No, we really don't have anything in the schedule. And so I was going in every morning because once you started uh, subbing there you can use like free rehearsal space. So I was going in every morning to, just to dance. Mm-hmm. And then when I would leave, I'd say, Roberta, can I have a whacking class? And she'd be like, do you know how many people want a class here? And I'd say, I guess I know, but I'm here asking you for it. She'd be like, sorry, we just don't have space. So whatever, like five weeks later, every day, 
She was like, if I give you a class, will you stop bothering me? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, we, so she like basically added another class to the end of like, I think it was like Saturday or something. So she just like added a class for me. Um, so stuff like that, you know, just like really, really um, not having ego about stuff. And um, like, I think, I think when people go into it with the mindset of making it, you, something will be lost. Mm. And, um, you have, at the time, it wasn't even like I was like choosing to love dance. I just was loving dance and I just wanted it so bad that like nothing was going to stop me, not even myself, right? And um, I, I just think that people just get, if you just get, if you just do what you love, it'll work out. Absolutely. Uh, and we're in a, we're in a time where, people are really you know trying to make this a career and that's good like have goals but just i think if you're trying to make it you'll you're gonna get lost because you won't be based on principles absolutely you have to just do what you love and what you believe in and then you like you'll naturally not be stopped by that so absolutely yeah. you said so many things that i want to touch on um oh my gosh great stuff. <laughs> so i love that you said the first thing um is that you went to a class and then you got a contract right so that's something that i'm always saying get your telling class because it's the greatest networking ever and then you have the opportunity to be seen and book opportunity you know book jobs so i think that's great that you said that that was validation yeah Two, I love that you said you invested in yourself. So once you felt like this was something that you could really do, that you made the move so you didn't wait and feel like you had to get an agent or you had to do this or you had to do that, that you went out and made it happen. No, no. I was homeless for nine months. Oh my gosh. That is, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I, I was sleeping in my car and in the park and on people's couches for nine months in LA. Really? Yeah. Did this workshop? Uh, what was the timeline? Let's see. So yeah, yeah. So I came to LA, and I was gonna do this. It, it's kind of a long story, but basically, I came to LA. I was gonna do this T-shirt company. I lost all this money, and then so I had nothing, and so I was just floating around. So uh, I went like I had been floating around in LA for like six weeks, and I was like overwhelmed. I couldn't handle it. Went up to Big Bear couch surfed up there for a while came back and then once i came back some short time after that that's when i got the the class wow so, yeah that's like that's really incredible right i think that's an amazing story and you should absolutely leave with that all the time you should be like <laughs> I was in my car for nine months and now look where i am like it's it's an incredible story i love that um, i was like bathing in the bathrooms at the grocery store oh my gosh jojo because i didn't want to tell anyone because i didn't want anyone to be worried about me so the only person who kind of caught on was tony czar because he's like my brother uh -huh. so i was like I, so i was not tell, i was not telling anyone and i was like hey do you mind if i like crash here and he was like yeah of course it's fine and then i was like can i shower and he was like mm-hmm <laughs> and he just looked at me and i was like <laughs> And then the next day he was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, why? <laughs> He's oh like, my gosh. Yeah. That so. shows incredible strength. So what do you think? I wasn't planning on asking this, but I can't let this conversation go. So what do you think? What kept you there? Why didn't you go back to Virginia? Where but I swear, I swear, like, I don't even, like, 
I can't explain it. I just didn't know how to not do it. I just, like, there was like, not, I just wanted to dance. That's all I wanted to do. And so all I wanted to do that my fire was like, it had to be God, not me. Cause I was like unstoppable. Like I had not, like nothing could stop me. Like, it, I, like I wouldn't even say like now, like when I go to the gym, like I have to get myself to go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like I gotta be like, come on, girl, you want this? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It wasn't like, come on, Joe, you're gonna make it one day. It wasn't. I was just like, mm. all right, all right, ramen noodles. Yeah. Right. It was. It was. I don't know. That shows incredible strength, I think, and yeah. absolutely agree. It has to be bigger than you, and I think that's the next thing I want to touch on. Um, a lot of people do it so that they can like be somebody like be famous yeah. and then they they lose out on the um, the value of making it about the work you know i feel yeah. like when you always make it about the work so when i say the work i mean the thing that's coming through you about the project doing things in a spirit of excellence about the story about whatever it is that you're working on at hand when yeah. you allow yourself to get bigger than that thing then you miss the point and then you miss right. out on moving to the next thing do you know what i mean and yeah so totally it's just like any kind of relationship like if you start let's say you start a relationship with someone and the foundation of it is you know shallow it's it's until until you recreate your foundation it's 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 gonna be like a seed in the wind mm. gonna, you know it's not gonna plant itself so you better preach, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Okay, so you just made it. You kept going. Yeah. Um, so do, would you consider the workshop and the opportunity to go to Spain as your, like, big break? Or if not? Yeah, no. I mean, that was, like, the first time I was, like, oh, I actually, like, I actually can do this. Like, people would actually, like, I, I might actually be good enough to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would say that's your big break. Has has anything, um, do you feel like been as big or exciting since that project? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I've been, I've in total, I've traveled to 23 countries. Mm. And um, I got to work with Travis Payne. Nice. Yeah, um, he and I, well, he, he and um, Stacy did a musical in Japan mm -hmm. and um, I got to assist him and do like a little bit of choreography for that and so that was like a huge learning experience um, uh, Trey Rich was there with me as well mm -hmm. and um, so that was really exciting and then I went to Japan actually for three months a year for about five years and I've just man I've just been able to travel so much I went to Europe and choreograph for um, the so you think you can dance over there and just like teaching and workshops and um just connecting with people all over the world that that's just been amazing and i've gotten some offers for like big stuff but uh without getting into specifics they just didn't fit into like where i was at with like my morals and principles and stuff like that just certain things made me uncomfortable mm -hmm. so i turned them down um you know knowing that they would be really great for my resume but i just at the end of the day it was more about my relationship to it than it was about like how it looked on paper 
And I remember uh, calling my mom after I turned down like my biggest offer ever and telling her, and she was like, I'm proud of you. And I was like, that's what I honestly like, you know, isn't that, I just, that was like way better than the job, right? The job. So yeah. So um, I think, I think actually turning that down was like one of the, the biggest highlights of <laughs> And uh, you know, just like, just knowing that I stayed grounded and then Big Steeper has been um, life-changing for me, so. But wait, hold on, I don't want to go there yet because we okay. can talk about Big Steeper for forever, it's so yeah. incredible. So wait, um, back up, so do you have or have you ever had an agent? Like, are you auditioning and things like that or has it been like you just connections and getting work that way? Yeah, me, I'm I'm much more just word of mouth. I did not ever audition for um, the agency. And I got the job. I got connected to MSA through mm-hmm. Tony Czar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tony, yeah, Tony Czar, I'm just laughing at a story, but I won't share it. But Tony Czar has been a huge advocate for me along the way as well. Um, again, that's my brother. I took him to his first house club. He taught me my first choreography. That's my ace boom boom. But, um, um, are you with MSA now or are you not? No, I actually, so there was a time period where I didn't want to be with any agency. Um, and I felt I left in a very respectful way. I wrote letters to the people I had been in contact with, came in and had a meeting discussed it you know presented it respectfully was really you know showed you know wanted to express my gratitude for what they had done for me and um but uh and then i didn't want to be with an agency at all at this time in my life i was just like all i want to do is be with god um (laughs) but then a year later gta approached me uh, and i don't remember what it was for but they approached me about something and so we just casually and it was much more of like you know when you grow up and you like start a relationship and you're like well, let's just keep living side by side and see if we like flow into each other. So that's what I said to GTA. Like, let's not rush it. We don't have to just sign a relationship form. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just <laughs> see if this works out like naturally. So that's, you know, I am with GTA now, but it was like okay. a very, it was a very mature, we dated for a bit. And- <laughs> that's I yeah. think that's really smart. And I really am enjoying this conversation because it's so not traditional you've really just paved your own way and most people I think especially when you think of commercially so when I say commercial I'm not talking about commercials for people who don't know I'm talking about you know there's fine art concert work and then there's commercial work that's more for entertainment but when people think of that you know they think they have to get the agent and then they have to do these auditions and they have to do these types of projects but you've really just charted your own course and done your own thing and kept your peace and kept your, you know what I mean? I think it's incredible and everybody should hear it. Everybody should hear that story. <sighs> so two more yeah. questions before dig deeper. Wait, so okay. how do you feel like you have been able to stay working the song? Just connections, people hitting you yeah. up? Connections, um, God. Yeah. Like, there's been times where I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay rent and then uh, God will just provide, uh, because I do feel I'm, I'm doing God's work. You know, um, I got the, the job I told you about in Japan mm-hmm. for three months every year, uh, through MSA. Nice. So that was like a huge income for me and that supplied like a lot of my income throughout the year. 
So I could do a lot of like community service because mm -hmm. I had that sort of to, to sit on. Um, so that was like a huge blessing, but like I, I decided not to go last year because I, I realized that I was like, if I had gone last year, I would have been going more so for the money than for the, like the love I had for it. Um, cause I definitely enjoyed it for five years, but then I was like, I can feel I'm like, it's shifting away from my purpose. Grown it, so, yeah. yeah. So I trusted that. And then, um, and, but again, like now, um, just different things are coming and I mean, I guess it's sort of like a mixture of, again, like doing what I love, like with like passion and zeal and then also trusting the path like letting god provide for me too so it, it's a balance it's a dance like you bring yourself and you bring the music to you mm. you are such a preacher honey okay and so <laughs> <laughs> um so what has been your biggest obstacle do you think like myself like I think my insecurities yeah getting myself out of the way um I am just like just now, like this past couple months, realizing that a lot of my insecurities were total bullshit. And uh, it was like my own power that I was intimidated by. Mm. And uh, I'm now like starting to fully embrace myself exactly how I am. Mm. And, and like not even like accepting it, but like driving more of it. Like, it used to like I would not wear short sleeve uh, like shirts because of my arms, and now I'm like I'm working out and I want to gain ten pounds of muscle because if I'm gonna be an Amazon, I'm gonna be an <laughs> like I'm gonna be the fullest, you know? Yeah. Um, I learned a lot of that through my boyfriend too, but um, just I think me like me like I got in the way like everything I did was everything I did or didn't do that hasn't gotten me to being like at my potential was just my own sabotage based on things that I didn't know I was doing. Um, you know, maybe, you know, certainly haven't been like on a perfect path. Right. So definitely have made mistakes, definitely have been selfish. Um, you know, made, uh, choices from the, the wrong place. Right. Uh, you know, of course, right. We, I mean, that's totally normal. We're human. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now, um, I can just see that everything I didn't have was was from myself. Like it was just from myself. So, and then like again, when I when when I was just coming from what I loved, and like the outcome was indifferent, the outcomes were glorious. Yeah. Yes, honey. Yeah. Yes. Say that. I love that. I I recently um, was asked the same question, and so now I want to ask everybody. But that's my the exact answer that I had was myself. Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean trying yeah. my control issues not just letting go and letting God and you know just just being I was I spent a lot of my 20s just unnecessarily anxious and frustrated and unhappy <laughs> just for no, no for reason no reason just because things weren't happening when I felt like they should be happening like just nonsense honey right so yeah and also like buying into a lot of what people were selling like mm -hmm. oh you're supposed to look like this you're too yeah. old to be doing this and then like, no, like, this is how I was, not I was made, but like, this is how God crafted me. Right. So I can either buy into him or I can buy into you. I'm going to go with this. And once I did, you know, once you really do that, then you're free. Right. I love that. So what are you working on now? 
<laughs> I'm up to a thousand things right now. I feel like, you know how they always say James Brown was like the hardest working man in showbiz? <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm, so I live in Phoenix mm-hmm. and uh, been building a lot into my boyfriend. His name is Soul. And so we do a lot of stuff under like the name Heart and Soul because I love hearts everywhere and everything. Nice. Um, and I love hearts and I'm thick, tattooed and yada yada. Whatever. <laughs> Where I am, we're like building a lot of um, events through that and like just co- conjoining ideas. Um, he DJs, of course I teach, and so he DJs at my classes. And nice. we're trying to throw, we do, uh, we do throw battles, but we throw them under like interesting, what we feel like to be developmental ideas. So like this weekend we're throwing a battle that's called Enter the Cypher. And so that's, you know, we just really want to presence the love of dance and like cypher and like yes, battle, cool, it's good to battle yourself, but you know, not just letting it be competition. Um, we just did a battle last weekend in Phoenix called Who Can Groove the Most, which was his idea. And it was a way to develop people's like reconnection to themselves and their natural group. So stuff like that, events, I love throwing events because I'm all about community. Um, I did start DJing a little bit, so I'm doing that. Um, I love calligraphy, so I've been um, working on that. And uh, of course, like my relationship with Christ is like number one. So I've been developing like um, I have a Bible study for women and just like reading scripture every day and like trying to build my relationship with him Mm -hmm. and finding ways to serve him. And I feel like serving him, like in ways that are not like money based, has brought me opportunity. Um, just because I'm like putting my time and like I'm putting my time in for him, like I clock in for yes. him. Not that I'm doing that, but someone said like, "Oh, you know, I bet you're getting that because you're putting in this work." Oh, that's an interesting idea. Right. Right. Um, and then of course, digs deeper, and um, and all of that entails, which is a huge amount of things. Uh, we're in 15 states and. Um, now we have four countries that, four other countries that want to bridge that international gap. So we're looking into that and then just like solidifying our status. And then um, I'm gaining 10 pounds of muscle. So, I'm doing, and, <laughs> so you are busy. So can uh, you tell, tell everybody what Digs Deeper is for those yeah. who don't know? And you guys should definitely know and look it up. <laughs> it's an amazing event. Go for it. Um, all right, so Digs Deeper is, well, I'll tell you our mission statement. Digs Deeper is a ground for artists to be fully self-expressed, to surface awareness and acknowledgement to culture, and to bring individuals into leadership. So in and of itself, the event is a, it's a freestyle event, and a lot of people compare it to like spoken word for freestyle. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good analogy. I would, I would say that. I would agree. It's very intimate. It's very personal. There's no videotaping allowed. And um, we have about 20 performers. So about 10, 10 performers in. We do a Q&A panel. Uh, we generally will bring in one of the OGs or like we try to go, we've now been around for almost three years. So, you know, it's gone down the line, but we really try to honor like lineage and doing like the eldest first. Um, uh, and we do like a 45 minute to an hour Q and A with them again, honoring them, 
letting them share their experiences, their side of the story, whatever they want to do, and really just get a chance to acknowledge them as well as like get the young kids to develop and bridge the gap of communication. Mm -hmm. And then a, a second act of performers, and then at the end we do like a closing acknowledgement. Um, and so that's been really powerful. And then just recently we started using the Q&A panel Mm -hmm. to have a, a huge community discussion. So we've done three events like that where there was not a particular speaker, but like a round table for the community to actually talk to each other. Like when does that happen off of yeah. Facebook? It doesn't happen off of right. Facebook. So um, we give them an opportunity first to acknowledge each other, two to clear up anything that they is in their space. Like, hey, you know, you can't look at me or whatever. <laughs> and, and so like once we get rid of like the individual stuff, then we have a, a huge discussion um with everybody so again it's a ground for artists to be fully self-expressed that's the the freestyle but also inside of the the discussion mm -hmm. surface awareness and acknowledgement to culture which is tenfold like people coming in everyone helping out and we don't make money off of it like we make some but basically it's to stabilize us and then most of the money that comes in just goes right back out into the people that created it Nice. And um, to bring individuals into leadership. So in those 15 states, there's a production manager in, in each location. So I'm not like flying out every time. So um, those people are stepping into that position and running these events in all the different states. That's so incredible. Wait, before I ask you this next question, I have to say this because I might forget, but you're like a one person culture of hip hop. <laughs> 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 You dance, right? Um, you said now you're into calligraphy, right? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you gotta do is be an MC, and you're like, yeah. I mean, I MC the events. It's true. You're right. So you are. That's crazy. That's so true. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> right? So can you just say how how did Digs Deeper come about? So how did you even start it? Um, again, really natural. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the story I always say. So basically, we were all sitting around in the living rooms in LA like ah, oh, LA doesn't have this and there's no place to um really share and even the battles are like getting sold out and like you go to the auditions and it's not about freestyle she's about turns and windmills and everyone was complaining and I was all like hyped up and then I was like wait no one's doing anything about this this sucks <laughs> So I literally, like, and I always say, like, I don't even take credit for the idea. I just did, like, what we were complaining about not having. Um, but then inside of that, uh, I also heard that we were not communicating to one another. So then I also brought in the aspect of the Q&A panel. Um, and, yeah, but I've always loved that idea. I converted frustration into, like, passion. Like, I... I turned like an anger into or, like into a passion and I was like God if I could find started honey yeah like if I could figure out how to transform like any emotion that I don't want into like service look at that like right. isn't it like mind-blowing like I really do and I now I'm like okay like I'm pissed about this what is it that I want to be doing and I just it's like changed my life that like our irritations are passion for something that we haven't pursued Exactly. That's exactly right. That's how businesses generally thrive. You yeah. fill a need, right? You find yeah. a need and you meet it and voila, there you yeah. have it, right? Yeah. People are like, oh, don't be angry about it. No, be, get angry. Yeah. 
but use it. Don't just sit around and be angry, but use it, you know. But uh, the first event was called Freestyle Showcase and Seminar Panel. <laughs> I had like no idea that this was going to turn into what it is. So took over. So how'd you come up with Digs Deeper? Obviously, I'm. Well, God had sent me the name Digs Deeper earlier that year. Yeah. I just got the name, and um, but I didn't even I didn't know what it was for. I just knew, and I like and I really knew it was from God, and I knew it was going to be a big thing. Nice. But like when I thought of the event, I was like, well, this doesn't seem like a big thing. But so it just, is. But yeah, but now it's huge. Some countries. Now it's my it's honestly my ministry. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, Jojo. And I think you have from the first day I took your class, whenever that was, I think your spirit is just so authentic and it's so it's just so pure. Like I felt like, you know, it's everything that dance should be. I felt like connected to the movement and the rhythms and then I, I felt connected to you and I felt connected to what you were saying and she talks like this all the time by the way she's just so, <laughs> so soulful and it's refreshing you know what I mean yes. when you're in an industry where a lot of times you know dancers don't connect because they're competing against one another or for whatever reason people yeah. don't connect because we're humans and life happens but I just think you're a breath of fresh air and that's mm -hmm. That's an honest, that's sincere. Um, and I, and I want to tell people like, it takes hard work. Mm -hmm. I've worked really hard and I've had a lot of downtime, like a lot of time of like beating myself up, a lot of time of not being happy with where I am. So I just feel like um, it's important for people to know that like, Frog, I didn't magically end up where she was. Jojo didn't magically end up where the, like, the struggle is real <laughs> in a totally different context. Right. And um, it's important to know that like, if you're feeling frustrated, it has nothing to do with what you're capable of. Nothing. Mm. Say that, honey. Yeah, because everybody, everybody's going, everybody has to go through that. It's just a matter of like, you own, like you, and I didn't know this then, but now I know it, like those emotions don't own you unless you love them, you own those things. Right. So, you know, if you're feeling down, frustrated, broken, lost, like you've got to talk to someone about it, but it's not a brokenness. Right, it doesn't define you. It doesn't define you and it doesn't mean anything. Right. It doesn't mean that you're not capable of having what you want. Absolutely. Amen to that, honey. So if, yeah. you could tell, if you could give, you know, aspiring dancers or even dancers who are working and they're just, you know, just going through this thing, what's one tip, one piece of advice that you would leave to them? Or even let's put it this way. What is one thing that you would tell to your younger self when you were first starting out? Uh, I wish I, I wish I could have been connected to God. Like I didn't open up to him as much as I should have sooner. Um, uh, so I think that would have transformed everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I think inside of that, it's, it's about knowing yourself and then trusting yourself. Mm. And, um, if you look at really great artists, they're great in a way that's unique to them. Like no one's ever going to duplicate Sonia, Sonia Tyatt. Mm -hmm. No one's ever going to duplicate um, 
you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Katie, I just think he's brilliant. Or, um, you know, these, these people who are just so unique and different, Michael Jackson, of course, right? Like people like that, but people for like, again, like they think they like magically ended up in this position, but you had, they had, they, they had to go through a space where they like, we're probably kind of lame, you know, <laughs> right? Like where their ideas were not developed yet, but they, they trusted in the spark of something, just like the spark of freestyle showcase and seminar panel. Like, I don't, I didn't know what it was, but I didn't wait to start until I saw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a matter of you know, trusting your ideas mm-hmm. and moving forward before it makes sense and not being afraid to be, something you haven't seen in fact being what you've seen is just gonna make you another copy of something you know and um yeah so i just you know trusting yourself trusting yourself i love that i love that so how can um how can we connect with you where can we find you you can find me on pretty much every media handle except for snapchat um Facebook, Jojo Diggs, YouTube. I believe on YouTube it's Jojo Can Fly, but of course you can search Jojo Diggs. And um, I don't really tweet. I have a, I have a, who's he, what's it, but I don't really tweet very much. Um, I'm mostly active on my Facebook and my Instagram, Jojo Diggs there. And uh, you can check out Diggs Deeper if you want at diggsdeeper.com. We also have a Facebook page there. Um, we have videos up on YouTube if you want to see the Q&A panels or, um, yeah, so I uh, think that's everything. But you, people can email me at any time. My email is jojocanfly at gmail.com. Um, I'm, I, you know, obviously I'm a people person. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, like, I used to kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to annoy them if I hit them up like no like that's you fulfill their life you make them feel like they got to carry out their purpose so if you ever want to talk you need advice you want to ask about god history um i'll either help or direct you to someone that can so please reach out to me so yeah thank you jojo so thank you thank you for your work thank you for your time um we'll definitely make sure everyone can reach out to you we'll get um all of her media handles to you on her website and please connect and support digs deeper and support jojo um she can fly honey (laughs) so thank you and until next time happy dancing folks all right